Listener Production. Today's edition of Footy Talk, Jay-Z Clark joins myself as we dissect the Friday night game where Port Adelaide have announced themselves as a genuine contender this season. We'll chat the Clarko-Hawthorne investigation and we'll have our big story or what the headline might be on Monday morning. That's all to come on today's edition of Footy Talk. Welcome to Footy Talk on this Saturday morning, the 20th of May, the night after Port Adelaide had a four-point win against Melbourne. Great Friday night game. We will dissect that and get into it as I welcome my co-host today. He looks a little bit under the weather, a bit rough, Jay-Z Clark. Normally on a Saturday, you're sometimes a bit hungover, but you look a bit rough. You've been a bit under the weather this <laughs> yes, week. Yes, uh, feels like, um, you remember the Michael Jordan flu game? How he looked <laughs> yeah. courageously late. It's a bit, it's got a bit of the MJ flu game about my performance today, <laughs> but I'm uh, going to try my absolute best here. Deliver. Is this the Zach Butters game? Uh, Joey, I know the ramifications for Port Adelaide and Melbourne in both ways are pretty significant, but yep. is this the game where we're going to be talking about one of the elite midfielders of the competition came out and stamped his papers, played 78 games, Zach Butters, only six Brownlow votes until last night. Is there anything more certain than three Brownlow votes last night? How did you rate this kid, because he is hard as nails. Well, I tell you what, Jay-Z, he will now have four best on grounds in his last six games. Really? If you go back and have – he's had he's, he was best on ground last week in the win against North Melbourne. He was best on ground in two other games. The coaches, he's had maximum coaches votes, I think, I'm pretty sure, in four games now. Well, he'll get them yep. after last night's performance. So I was talking to Rudy, our producer, off air. At what point do you stop becoming a young star of the competition and yes. you just are a bona fide star? Now. And I think right now for Zach Butters and Connor Rosie, I'm putting them yes. together, even though Zach Butter's performance was the one that stood out. Mm. They're no longer these young stars of the competition, emerging stars, future stars. No, they are genuine stars right now. Connor Rosie and Zach Butters. But Zach Butters' night last night, 42 disposals, 14 ground ball, 12 score involvements, 10 clearances, two goals, and the way that he used the ball in those conditions, it was phenomenal. He was clean. He was classy. He had guile. He, he was creative, and he did everything that you wanted from a midfielder. Despite his size, despite all the talk about the smaller bodies against the bigger bodies of Melbourne, they absolutely trounced Melbourne in that part of the game. Yes. It stood out to me, Jay, mm-hmm. the difference between the cleanliness and how clean Port Adelaide were Versus Melbourne. Melbourne do it with a bit more brute strength and a bit more hustle and bustle, but they power. power. They don't have the polish. And mm. last night it stood out. Mel- Port Adelaide had more polish yep. and class and were cleaner yep. than this, you know, much vaunted Melbourne midfield. And they are a super midfield, but Port Adelaide were better in that area. That's what led them to having a handy lead uh, early in the game and in mm. that third quarter. Credit to Melbourne. They fought their way back in the third term, but Port Adelaide absolutely deserved their win. And to put the context, the performance in context, Nick Dacos gets 40 possessions, right? Yep. But these are a very different 40 possessions. Yes. Nick Dacos is in his second year and can be an absolute superstar, no doubt about that. He gets a lot of the lateral ones, a lot of the ones out the back. This was Zach Butters torpedoing into contests, picking it up, and somehow emerging out the other side with the ball, I felt like. Yep. And um, I remember a couple of years ago, there was a whisper out of Port Adelaide that Ken Hinckley said that he reminds me of a young Gary Ablett. And we all thought, whoa, that's a big, big call. And then last night- I'm That was sitting, a Gary Ablett game. I'm sitting on the couch going, oh my God, it's Gary Ablett out there. Yeah. So yeah. Um, Kenny Hinckley picked it a couple of years ago. And you think broadly for Port Adelaide now, so- where do they like? Where do they stand in your mind? Are they legitimate? People have been doubtful. Yep. Last year, you know, it was a, um, a, a disappointing, difficult year for Port Adelaide. 
missing finals. Where have you where have you got them in the picking order? Well, they're now top four. I think they're a top four team. They should be playing in preliminary final weekend, and that's where I base it off. It's you, you got to be the, the four best teams in prelim final weekend, yep. and then from and there then, it depends on who you're playing and injury, where you're at. But the prelim is the is the benchmark, and I think absolutely they can play in a prelim final now. Seven wins in a row, they'll finish the round at least in third spot, potentially higher. They, they are ticking every box, and everyone talks about injuries at other clubs. They yes. were missing Charlie Dixon, yep. Todd Marshall, yep. uh, Willie Rioli, yes. Junior Rioli wasn't playing. No, Georgiades. Georgiades still on the side. I mean, Fantasia, even, I mean, we almost forget about him. He doesn't really play much anymore, but they've, they're missing some firepower in their front half. Um, but they just found a way to get it done. I thought it was a terrific performance. Credit to Ken Hinckley. Yes. Your boy. What he's a, been super. And the dance at the end on the final siren. Wasn't he like your grandpa? A little jig. He was like your grandfather at Christmas. You know, yeah. he gets all excited around his kids on their opening presents. Yeah. That's what he was to me. Can I ask you about your boy, Jason Horn Francis, right? Yeah. Well, I'm not talking about the Kane Corns criticism, all that sort of stuff. To me, he had some really big moments last night. Yeah. He is a tough bugger. And I thought as this game wore on, when Melbourne took the momentum, in the third quarter, and they came back. I thought there were some moments there where I thought, wow. I know he was quiet last week against his old team, but I, I thought he looked – he was very good last Well, night. you talk about the class and the, the skill level and the polish and cleanliness of Butters and Rosie. He just complements them perfectly because he is the brute strength. He is the power, yep. break off, fend off tackles, yep. kick the ball long. The snarl. Everything. So it's a great combination. And and I, I, I sort of went with this a few weeks ago, and I'm now more certain than ever – Ollie Wines is genuinely their fourth or fifth banana mm. in the midfield yep. because it's Butters, Rosie, and um, Horn Francis. Will and Drew plays an important role as yes. that defensive mid that can play yes. both ways. And then you've got Ollie Wines, a Brownlow medalist who's cruising around the cream as the, the, the fourth or fifth banana. He was very good last night too. So yep. they've got great balance in there. Yep. Um, they've got great chemistry. Credit to the, the coaching staff. And uh, now they should be eyeing off absolutely a top four spot, give themselves a double chance and – Look to go that one step they've been chasing for a long time, getting back to a grand final. I, I, I cheer for Port Adelaide. I have all season. Um, the flip side of this coin, one of my favourite sayings, is Melbourne. Mm. I feel like, Joey, um, now my pick for the flag this year, Melbourne, but I feel like over the past 18 months of thought, here is a football club whose who's team, whose ceiling is as high as anyone. I think they can play the best football of anyone. However, over the past 18 months, it's been so many flat spots, and I wonder whether this is a capability thing whether it's a game plan thing or whether there is a mental aspect. Like remember Christian Petrarca said about a year ago, oh, sometimes we just don't lift if it's mm. not a big game. Yeah, they played a, ordinary against the they played Frio. ordinary against the bad teams, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. but it was not a big crowd or yeah. whatever. And there were just these troughs in their performance. And I reckon it must keep Simon Goodwin up at night. How do you rate Melbourne. It's a, it's a great question because I'm like you. I came into the year thinking Melbourne were the team to beat. I've still been pretty strong on them all year. Mm. You're right though, when you go back from about it was even earlier than midway last year when they were ten and zip, but it was there were signs earlier than that that yeah. their game wasn't in great shape. So you go back to then to now. The inconsistency, I think you're right. Is it a system thing? Is it have they just plateaued with where, where their talent is? So they've so that 2021 was awesome. Yep. But have they actually improved since then, or are they still just about the same? But every other team is getting better. Yes. So if you don't improve, yep. and other teams are, yep. you're not this all dominant team that can just roll out and beat sides. So when you yep. look at their wins this year, Jay, they've beaten. So the Dogs will give a tick to, but then they've beaten Sydney, who are going horribly. Mm-hmm. West Coast. Richmond, North Melbourne, Gold Coast, and Hawthorne. So they're really the bottom seven yeah, teams, bottom teams in yeah. the competition. And now they've lost to Brisbane, Essendon, and Port Adelaide. Mm. So 
Look, I'm not I'm not writing them off. No. I mean, we all know that, as you said, their ceiling and their capabilities are sky high. But for whatever reason, they yep. can't string it together consistently enough yep. in the last twelve months. Matraka was Christian Matraka's game embodied the whole thing for me. He was super in the second half. In Third the fir- quarter, yeah, yeah. In the first half, I didn't. I wasn't sure whether he was actually out there. I thought, yeah. I'm checking the app to see whether he was injured or not. So there, there was that um, inconsistency there, and Port Adelaide was outstanding in the clinches. So absolutely credit to them. Now they've got Ben Brown in the twos. Their forward structure, I'm not sure what. And they ran with Tom McDonald mm. last night. I'm not sure what their best forward structure is. So I think it's a fascinating position for the coach to be in because he'd be thinking, how do I – Get the magic yeah, the but in saying that, though, you want to look at half glass full. They were completely outplayed, yet they were 11 points up in mm. the last quarter. Mm-hmm. And everyone was watching. Everyone watching going, how the hell have mm. Melbourne just done that? Mm. And that's that's Fair. the that's the, the beauty of Melbourne. They have yep. got that capability, but they've got a bit of work to go. Still a long season, Jay-Z, yep. but yep. the story for me was Port Adelaide last night. Hey, just a couple, any injuries out of the game? Any issues? Travis, any reports? Travis Boat got the cop to the knock to the uh, kidneys. I think he was in hospital last night getting those assessed. You saw where he got pounded by Jack Viney, who's a Tough bugger. Um, straight away, he grabbed his back, and you thought, oh, no. I mean, he got subbed um, almost immediately. There are a couple of um, MRO issues for Melbourne. They play Fremantle next week at the MCG. Lockie Hunter, we saw that bump. R- uh, Rosie comes headfirst in for the ball, and Lockie Hunter comes in and turns his body and cops Rosie in the head. I think technically he sort of has to get one match. I have some level of sympathy for Hunter in the sense that um, – he did sort of in line with the textbook. He does turn his body. However, he doesn't have hands on the ball. So in that situation, I think players have got two choices. You either get out of the way or you can test the you can test the ball. I don't think you can that, that grey area, I don't think you can do what Lockie Hunter did in the end. Also, do you do you remember the slide tackle? Uh, the yeah, now is that reportable? That was so I wondered who was it that Jack did Viney. it? Jack Viney. So watching that live, that I'm is Houston. that is the that is what we have tried to absolutely eliminate from the game. Remember the broken leg that Gary Rowan all those years ago. Is that now a reportable or, no, definitely reportable. Is it a suspendable? Action or is it just a fine? Because that was dangerous. Yeah, it is under rough rough conduct. You say, um, I reckon it has been eliminated because I was slid, to, so for those that he slid in yes, feet first into yes. a player coming the other way, took his legs out. I haven't seen it for yeah. years, so I think this has been the first one in a long time. Um, impact is the question. So what impact did it have? I think it ticks tucks, ticks rough conduct. I think it ticks um, uh, body contact. Obviously, yeah. you, so it's the impact. So it's. Um, you know, probably low, so which is a fine. Okay. I would think. Yep. I don't know. That's my rough guess looking at the um at the thing. There might have been a tackle late too with Tom McDonald, but um I'd have to have another closer look at that. So I think Lockie Hunter cops a week for that game against um Fremantle. Probably missed that. Hey, we'll take a quick break. Jay-Z, I want to ask you, we have to touch on the Clarko Hawthorne situation. We'll have a look at a couple of other big games this weekend. I want to get what your headline will be yep. on Sunday morning. That's all to come on Footy Talk. You're listening to Footy Talk. If you're listening on the Apple Podcast, Spotify, or listener, please hit the like button. Leave us a review or rating. New episodes every day at lunchtime. I'm here with Jay-Z Clark. Jay-Z, the latest with the Hawthorne and Alistair Clarkson, Fagan-Burt situation. Oh, I didn't this. Um, almost turn on its head on Friday night, in a sense. Um, all of Friday, um, the expectation was that this was set for mediation 
So the Indigenous players, First Nations players and their families were going to come to the cut table on Tuesday in Adelaide and that representatives at least of Alistair Clarkson and Chris Fagan, Jason Burt, would also show up and they would potentially be able to have this issue out, to be able to talk about what happened and ramifications and all that sort of stuff. Then there was a report from Jake Nile, the Fairfax paper, The Age, come through on Friday night, which uh, stated that this whole thing was going to be wound up and that basically the um, claims were unfounded um, and that this could all be all be finished up. So that's like really significant um, from, a, from a couple of different angles. Um, a, it probably puts the ball in the court of the Indigenous um, players and, and their families to go, right, well, what, is, what are your other options here? What are your potential legal options if you want to take this further? Um, Human Rights Commission or um, other legal avenues, um, that's probably the path you're going to have to go down now if, if the AFL investigation doesn't find anything. And then also... It makes you think about, well, what are Clarkson, Fagan and Burt's legal options now? Because they've been really clear that their reputation has been um, quite significantly harmed throughout a lot of this process. So then you think, well, they've got some options here um, legally. And that's where the focus will really zero on on the uh, original ABC report, um, which was put out in grand final last year. Um, Joey, I think we were live on air at the time. And um, that's where there will be some scrutiny of whether Fagan and, Fagan and Clarkson's sort of side of the story should have been part of that as well. It is um, incredibly complex. The AFL say it's the most complex thing they've had to uh, deal with, but we did see potentially a really significant crossroad late on Friday night. Um, I think it's it's really hard to go further beyond that other than I think it will be a huge relief to everyone in one sense that this may be over in some regards, but does that deliver everyone the justice they deserve? Probably not yet, but that will be to be, to be played out, Lee. Uh, yeah. what, did you have yeah. a reaction? Oh, it's, it surprised me how quickly all of a sudden the, the narrative is that now this might be ended straight away. So, I mean, what I think it's fair that... We're doing this uh, Saturday morning. It's probably a fair bit to play out in the next 24, 48 hours. This yeah. might um, snowball pretty quick. So we'll, we'll leave it there and see where it unfolds, but certainly yeah. um, plenty to play on. And I suppose in some ways it's uh, it's you know um, it's dream time at the G game tonight too. You know, yes. Essendon v Richmond, um, huge game. Richmond have a 13-game winning streak against the Bombers. Nice. Can the Bombers break that tonight nah. just quickly? I think Richmond are just about the lock of the week. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty strong with on you. the Tigers. I think the Tigers will win that. And then Carlton Collingwood tomorrow is a huge game, big rivalry game. Uh, we're going to go straight to the what will be the back page headline. This yes. is going to be mine, Jay-Z. It won't be Sunday. Ooh, It'll like be Monday it. morning. Go on. I'm just rolling with a gut feel that Carlton find that, that it all clicks. It all really? clicks for the Blues on Sunday. Really? And they upset the Pies. And imagine the narrative on Monday morning if the Blues can just put it together. Yep. Harry Mackay kicks four goals, one. <laughs> he kicks straight. Carlton's ball movement looks great. Cripps dominates and yep. somehow yep. they upset the rampaging Pies. That's yep. going to be the headline for me yep. on Monday. Oh, I love that storyline, Joe. Football has an amazing ability. And that's the thing. The way the football goes, it wouldn't yep. shock me if that happened. I think um, still um, – I think, as we just discussed, is it all clear? Clarkson and Fagan um, are cleared of these um, allegations, which have been the biggest story in football over the past 12 months. So I think there might be that sort of line in the paper. But, um, yeah, it would be it would be enormous if the Blues got up, considering all the speculation. What, what's the one would? How do they win it? 
just contest. in a nutshell. Got to out, you've got to beat, beat Collingwood in the contest. If It'll you don't be beat hard. The, yeah, absolutely it's going to be hard. The Pies don't lose contests, but if one team can do it, I think it is Carlton, and if they can break even in the contest, mm. maybe, just maybe. I'm not saying it's going to happen, Joe. Just got a gut feel. I like it, Joey. We'll see. Hey, uh, great show again. Yep. Uh, go and have some rest. You've got a 23K <laughs> half marathon tomorrow. My God. Hey, if you have a question for us, hit us up on Instagram, footytalk underscore pod, or TikTok at footytalkpod. Tomorrow, we'll wrap up around the grounds and have a look at all the action from the weekend. Hope you enjoyed today's edition of Footy Talk. Listener.